0: You know, you're gonna, if you're going to win any game, you've got to rise to the challenge. Even in what some people call the game of life, we have to rise to the occasion. You know, one person said one time, you rise to your level of preparation. Too many people just go along and then some situation comes their way and they're not ready. They can't rise to the occasion. You know, these two teams have got there because of the season. and You just saw the graphics on the screen there a while ago. Both of them got the same record. Both of them scored the same amount of points. So based on paper, it looks like they're, they're pretty close to the same. But one of them is going to rise to the occasion. Yeah. You know, you learn from challenges. How many of you have been challenged in life? If you hadn't been, you will be. (laughs) We learn from things and situations that we go through. In 1 Samuel 17, we all know this story. David left the food with the men who kept the supplies and ran to the battle line to talk to his brothers. I'm reading from the NIV. While he was talking with them, Goliath, the Philistine champion from Gath, came out. He was shouting things against Israel as usual, and David heard him. When the Israelites saw the giant, saw the Goliath, they were very much afraid and ran away. They said, look at this man. He keeps coming out to challenge Israel. The king will give much money to whoever kills him. He will also let whoever kills him marry his daughter, and his father's family will not have to pay taxes in Israel. Now, that would be a good deal. <laughs> <laughs> David asked the men who stood near him, what will, done, what will be done to reward the man who kills this Philistine and takes the shame away from Israel? And what, do, what does this Philistine uncircumcised Philistine think he is who does he think he is does he think he can speak against the armies of the God of the living God the Israelites told David what we had just read about the, what he would receive and, uh, and what he would get if he killed him now we know the rest of the story we know that David defeated Goliath but there's some things that we could learn from this and one thing was, the first thing, David saw the need to rise to the occasion. He saw that, in, you know, in every victory, somebody has to do something to rise to the occasion, or rise to the challenge. One other thing that David saw, he saw that everybody was in danger he saw that uh, the troops were afraid. And fear made them unable to rise up to the occasion. You know, you have to rise to the challenge on the inside before you can ever rise to the challenge on the outside. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's something you need to remember. Yeah. I had a coach and he would write it on the board and he would say it on it. He said... You gotta think you can before you can. John Fenderson, he was a basketball coach, and he, he would say that to us. I don't know how many times he would say, You got to think you can before you can. And he would come through the locker room and he said, See yourself scoring the basket, see yourself blocking the shot. You see, you have to have it on the inside before it can ever get to the outside. You know, we used to sing a song. Some of y'all remember back in the 70s. We sang this, and maybe maybe into the early 80s. I don't know. Something on the inside working on the outside. Oh, what a change in my life! Anybody remember that? Yeah, that's back. I guess that was in the late 70s. I think, huh? The 90s, okay, I don't know. (laughs) I've been around a long time. (laughs) You know, now, in every contest, the the people that are participating in that has to understand the situation. Now here, David looked at this and he said this guy is challenging us individually but he's just not challenging us individually he's challenging Jehovah God you see when the enemy comes against you you got to realize that he's challenging God because he hates God He tried to overthrow God and God kicked him out. He does not see God succeed. So anytime that he can put you down. He has put God down. So always rise to the occasion. How do you do that? You do that by studying the word understanding what the Word expects, what God expects you to do. Now, in this Super Bowl, there's two teams, and there's 11 men on offense, and then there'll be 11 men on defense. So there is 22 starters 11 of them are on defense and 11 of them on offense. Now, each individual has to understand that he has to defend his territory in order that his teammate can do what he's supposed to do. You see... As he would, as David was looking at, that, he also he understood he's an individual, but he also stood that he understood he was a member of Israel, which was God's people. He knew that if he could defeat Goliath, he would win for everybody. These two teams are made up of individuals on that sideline now there's there's 11 of them on the field either defensively or offensively all the time but over on that sideline there's 53 53 players that are there some of them may never get in the game but everybody is playing for each other. And when they win or lose, everybody wins or everybody loses. As a corporate body of believers, when one person wins, we all win. When one person doesn't win, we all are in the category we're all on the team. Hello Sorry. now you have a quarterback. You might say the pastor is the quarterback. And a lot of people said he, he is an important person, an individual, but he can't do what he does without the rest of them. The each individual member has their individual life, but then we have life together as what we call ourselves the Rhema family. And on that field you are interested in protecting your teammate. That's why when you see somebody do something illegal and hit a person out of of bounds or do something, you'll see the team, the rest of the team comes running. Anybody ever responded? Why? Because they may be attacking one individual but when you do that, you're attacking me. And so you get involved. That's why it's so important for us to understand that we need each other in order to win. We need each other. And as we're looking at this, we each have individual challenges. But then we need to learn to pray and hold each other up. Not just pat somebody on the back and say, well, God bless you, brother. I am going to say something here that some people might not like. But the Bible says if you have the wherewithal to help somebody and you don't, it's bad. It's one thing to pat somebody on the back and tell them, oh, we're praying for you, brother. And if you can, it's another thing to give them a $20 bill hello the other day I don't know we were at a restaurant Lynette does this a lot and we do this a lot we we were at a restaurant I think and so she just gave the person instead of a normal tip she gave them probably ten times what the tip should have been You know, we need to learn to bless people. We need to learn to bless each other. But we need to reach out and bless those on the outside. Because one way to reach somebody on the outside is to bless them. Come on. Notice... That David had focus. He had focus. Number one, this Goliath was challenging Israel and him because he's a part of Israel. Secondly, he focused on the reward. You see, we need to focus on the fact the enemy is attacking. But we need to focus on the reward when we defeat the enemy. The word of God is full of those, those kind of illustrations. I mean, look at Gideon. Look at, look, look at, at, at Moses. Look at Joshua, and look at Elijah and Elisha and Sam, Samuel. All of these these people. Look at look at look at Peter, John, Paul. All of them. They understood that their focus had to be to do what was necessary here for the reward. Those guys have to do what's necessary on that field for the reward but every one of those guys have been playing that game since they were 8 and 9 years old and you talk to them and they interview them they say this is this was this is my dream i'm living my dream that's what we need to focus on We need to focus on out here and then live our dream to get to there. You know, when God said to start rhema, I faced a lot of challenges. My wife can tell you that I came home one day right after probably... Starting September, probably in March or April, I don't know when it was, and I said, Rhema's gonna go. If I have to if I have to pawn everything, sell everything I got, Rhema's gonna go. That's the kind of ch- that's the kind you have that's the kind of commitment and focus you have to have if you're gonna rise to the occasion in your personal life and in our corporate life. As a church, you know, one of the biggest motivators is reward. How many of you that are parents have found out that one of the ways that you can motivate your children is through rewards? I got 25 people that raised their hand and I can look and see that there's a whole lot more parents in here than 25. How many of you as as grandparents or parents have motivated a grandchild by selling them, them something? You see, we're God's children. And He has told us in the Word about rewards. And that should motivate us to do what He tells us to do in the Word. By giving our tithes, giving offerings, serving in any capacity that we can. Come on now, it's getting really quiet now. Because <laughs> I'm talking about what it takes to win. In just a few minutes, probably 30, 40 minutes after we get through here. 30, it's a 30 minutes, but sometimes it, it takes longer than 30 minutes to play the game because they have the timeouts. One of those teams is going to ra- raise the Super Bowl trophy the others are going to walk off dejected, down. Now, immediately, if their coach is right, he will immediately begin to challenge them For next year. Any of you ever ride horses? Any of you ever been thrown off of a horse? What do you do immediately? Get back on. I'm from Texas. (laughs) I know about that. You see, you have to know from the inside before it can you can do it on the outside. I was sixteen out in California with Dad, and we went to Griffith Park. I went to Griffith Park with a bunch of the young people from the church. Uh, There's about twenty of us, and. We were going to do a trail ride through Grivet Park, and I thought it's a long trail ride back then. I'm, t- I'm talking about 1954, so it's a long time ago. I don't know what it's like out there now. And so, of course, I'm being from Texas. I had boots and jeans, and I had a big big belt buckle, you know, and this guy was saddling horses, and he kept looking at me, and finally he said, I've been listening to you. Are you from Texas? I said, yeah. He said, can you ride? Well, I said, a little bit. I'm ridden quite a bit. He said, well, I see that one over there. He said, nobody can get him out the gate. He goes down the path from the barn and corral. And when he starts to turn out on the trail, he starts skittishing and jumping sideways and the people get scared. And he turns around and runs back to the runs back up here and I haven't had time to go and I need somebody to ride him I said okay well you see number one I had to believe on the inside that I, that I could take care of it before I could ever accomplish it sure enough we got down there started to turn out on that trail and he started that sideways prancing and I slapped him with those reins pretty good he settled down a little bit and he did turn out, and then he, then he started g- kicking his head in the air, and I said, "Uh oh." And the next thing I know, he came up, but I, I hit him, and he went back down. But then he came up, and he started walk a couple of steps backwards, and immediately I kicked out of the saddle. If you know anything, if any, if you if a horse rears and starts backwards, you better get out of the saddle, because if he falls backwards, you're in trouble. I kicked out, and as I hit the ground, I saw a stick about this long. I grabbed it. I hit that saddle and I hit him between the ears about four times with that stick. And you know what? I had no more trouble with him. (laughs) But you know, you know the difference in me and the other guy that was on him, the, the others? I knew on the inside what I could do. I kept my focus. He's not going, and then the horse then realized, oh, I got somebody on my back that knows what they're doing. I better get in line right now. That's what you need to do to rise to the occasion, have it on the inside of you. When the devil starts rearing up and giving you all kinds of problems, snap, snap the fire out of him with the word of God over the top of his head, and he'll realize that he, he has to settle down. You see, you have to rise to the occasion. You're going to be challenged. We as a church will be challenged. But when we rise together, we can accomplish. We have, did, we have done that over the last four years or so with our Isaiah project and redoing the whole church. We still got a lot to go. But, and one of the main projects we got left to go, uh, besides some still inside, is that face shield on the top. I don't know whether any of you ever looked up there at at night or not there's a big hole in that face shield up there that thing's been up there for for in the elements for what 30 how many let's see it's 80 31 31 years we've got to rise to the challenge that is no no feat that's a big face shield up there it's over, it's over 20 feet tall I think so I need to close this down and what I'm trying to challenge you is is to rise to the occasion in your life rise to the occasion as a corporate church and guess what we're going to win the Super Bowl God bless you